Hello listeners. Welcome to the I am fit podcast. This is your host Ruben J Pandian. Our guest for today. He went from the world of cricket to creating tech ecosystems. Today he is a leading tech evangelist, also an author, singer, dramatist and director. The first Indian origin person to be on the Springer Data Ethics team that would be defining ethical usage of artificial intelligence of all tech providers across the globe. We hear his take on technology and connected fitness. Our life revolves around matrices. Then why won't we follow matrices when it comes to the health of our body? So it's a balance. Technology will help, but some people don't need tech. I am in conversation with Shavik Banerjee. He's been a gladiator on the sports field and today is a titan in the tech space. And once a sportsman, always a sportsman. CTO at Tata Digital and on the board of multiple tech startups and an AI evangelist. He epitomizes mental fitness, physical fitness, and most importantly, he imbibes the happiness philosophy. He hits the gym, works hard, and has the body of the rock. Welcome, Shavik, on the I Am Fit podcast. Thank you, Robes. Uh, I can't call you Ruben J. Pandian. So, thank you, Robes. I'll call you Robes, the friend I am too. And um, this is an excellent platform you have started. And um, I'm so glad I'm... I'm having this conversation with you. We planned it, but finally we have come around it. Uh, as a Ranji cricketer, you played with the likes of Saurabh Ganguly, Rohan Gavaskar and many more. And uh, you played many years of minor English county cricket in England as well. Yes. Share with us your early association with sports that turned into a long-time passionate affair. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up uh, as a, as a uh, cricketer. I mean, in Calcutta, Apart from learning music and, um, and, and be good at your studies. But the beauty was that while every member of that city or every civilian of that city were sports fanatics, sports wasn't a professional aspired career. Because at that point in time when we were growing up, early 90s, uh, there weren't many cricketers coming from the eastern part of Bengal. Saurav himself um, got picked and got uh, dropped from the 92 series. But what he did in 96, when he actually became Saurav Ganguly, inspired a lot of cricketers. Uh, a lot of the inspirations actually has been Saurav in, for that whole state. And we grew up watching him. And uh, yeah, I mean, my mother um, was um, the first member of the Bengal cricket uh, Ranji Trophy team, uh, oh, apart wow. from being uh, pretty good in her education and later being an entrepreneur. She also became the broadcaster for um, domestic cricket and um, whatever uh, she used to do. And cricket was in her uh, bloodline. Cricket in uh, my one side of my mother's family is in bloodline. Um, and I kind of grew up watching my uncles play cricket. I kind of grew up watching mom talk about Gary Sobers more than mom talk about the political affairs. Um, so that, of course, helped. And I played cricket from uh, under 16. My debut was in 1991. And then the journey started playing under 19 for Kujbia Trophy, Vijay Hazare Trophy. I got picked in the Indian um, Indian National Academy, um, played East Zone under 19, and then took that mantle and started going to England because summer in India is monsoon, uh, barring the barring Chennai. Uh, so 
it was an opportunity for four five months or uh, to go and play cricket i didn't play too many uh, i did represent the mcc in too few in, in invitational games but every year i played premier division club cricket and the odd game i got picked for minor counties ones twos but premier division club cricket i played in england from 96 onwards till um i can't remember the last season i got paid to play i might be between the years of 2003 and 4 where i stopped asking for money to get paid because my technology career had started i was going to england pursued my um, studies finished my migrational masters did my research and uh, as soon as i finished my research i had an opportunity to start my first internet startup and that became my accidental technologies journey uh so cricket never went away cricket just became secondary and technology became primary so you do still continue playing cricket i mean i know that you still active with clubs here as well and you do play cricket fairly regularly as and when possible is that right yeah i'm actually going to uh, start my season in the next few weeks so i have not stopped playing cricket only the only the pace has dropped the eyesight is a little wobbly and the cover drive timings don't go through cover in mid off anymore they go through point and gully sometimes that's the difference which has become <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners uh, shovikda is 6 uh, feet 2 is uh, one of the most uh, successful ranji uh, uh, all rounders quick bowler and an amazingly good batsman he's got many centuries under his belt uh, he's been modest right now uh, your uh, identity as the i am fit identity continued in spite of many injuries you are a true sportsman uh, but nevertheless irrespective of your schedules or your uh, physical state uh, the fitness continuum you've never left let go in spite i understand you've had a couple of knee injuries uh, uh, which would have put a spanner in the works in spite of that you do hit the gym regularly uh, whenever i look at you uh, of course uh, you remind me of the rock for some reason <laughs> i keep calling you the rock i uh, tell us some something what drives you and keeps you fit all the time saying like i say is that your identity saying i am a sportsman i am fit irrespective of what happens and that's who i am uh, ruin uh, yeah i mean it is the thought of what you just explained has grown on me more and more see um over the years sports people professional sports uh, professional athletes sportsmen go through various injuries and typically like a cricketer i had had knee injuries surgeries ankle injuries shin bone injuries um back was always strong my core was always very strong um but i'm 6 feet 3 actually i'm 6 feet 3 and i always weighed um between 95 to 105 kg that was my kind of bmi index uh but what england did to me was made me lazy made me very lazy um of course when you are part of a regime of 12 hours of training going to the nets bowling for 2 3 hours fielding practice gymming uh, running batting in the nets for longer period in periods in time in the heat and sun that regime goes away when you become a technologist right you cannot replicate that regime and it takes a toll on your physical self because you've been doing that from the age of 12 13 14 till i moved into technology space um around the years when i was 23 24 25 so suddenly 10 12 years of professional life just goes away 
and uh, then however gym you do you will put on weight because you know as a technologist our lives are revolving around machines and computers and all all the kinds of meetings and england led me to a very unhealthy lifestyle of eating i'm a foodie i'm a bengali from calcutta so i love eating sweets i love eating my biryanis and you know with, with my with my digestive system you know running round the clock i slowly realized i was unhealthy i was playing cricket i was playing cricket i was trying to gym maybe two three times a week but i had become 141 kgs um and um, a wake up call i became mildly diabetic in 2013 um borderline but that was a wake up call i had really become huge and big and um, that started my journey and that journey started before coming back to india and those one and a half years uh, again back to the routine but it's very difficult to um, keep on and rightly said it's not easy for people like us who are working 60 70 80 hours a week to keep going to the gym and in the uh, and when i moved back to mumbai i i i met a brilliant individual uh, harpreet singh and uh, i call him raj that's his nickname and me and my wife is basically a very petty fit individual very strong in her core and we decided that we'll take a mantra to first get fit and the secondary reason why i wanted to become fit was i um, had two little boys one was a one year old and another was a four or five year old i have to be fit for them to play around with that was one of the biggest motivation second motivation was i got i can't look obese and i had become obese and that started my six day routine of one one and a half hours of training and i'm proudly i can say i'm 105 kg i've lost about 36 kg without losing muscle mass in the last five years it doesn't it happen doesn't happen overnight and without without pushing needles in my body and without the usage of because i have default as you say call me rock i feel so much affection when you say that to me um because i was genetically very powerfully born um i have big muscle mass i have my my bone structure is bigger than individuals you've all seen your calf muscles which is like as big as a tree trunk yes yeah and it's still there and i i don't do much in calf i mean that's genetics for you that's that's genetics but you if you could let that go you actually become obese because it has double consequences of becoming big and having muscle mass uh, because your fat content actually gets powered in all the areas where normal uh, individual with a structure like you who's got a michael holding like structure um, would not actually get into that amount of fat i will have the propensity to get into that amount of fat so i have to be very careful but i am very proud uh, about my trainer um my wife who has been training with me in the last 6 years continuously and donna has been exceptionally pushing me and my food habits in the last 2 3 years have become far better i still love what i eat uh, but my proportions i now control because i am more more concerned about being fit than those 5 minutes or 15 minutes of hogging excess amount of food at this point i still remember your bakasan pose that went viral uh, uh for people i think if you ever uh, visit the instagram account of uh, shavik you would see him doing a bakasan imagine a 6 feet 3 105 plus kg person doing a crow pose 
to do a that's why i keep calling him the rock himself the bulk it's pure muscle and to do a crow pose uh, at that weight is for anyone uh, i mean it takes months for a regular human being to do a crow pose and i'm sure a lot of people have been trying this but uh, you must watch this it's amazing the husband and wife combination kind of always works well it, having a partner who uh, kind of gels and has a similar a similar thought process when it comes to uh, having a similar identity when it comes to fitness uh, i think that helps hell of a lot uh, maintaining a great relationship with your partner as well absolutely rubs you know we in in the internet business space you literally don't have much time because you're because it doesn't stop i mean the stock market stops internet companies don't stop working it's 24 7365 and i remember us doing longest of hours months weeks back in back and when would you do you wake up and you hit you hit office you come back late you have your little dinner and then you read a book or quickly watch some tv and go to bed and this cycle of constantly remains so i was losing out time with uh, donna so and uh, we've been now together for 16 years so we intentionally decided if we train together we actually can discuss household we actually can discuss you can zian while training and when we train together at the days i don't train with her actually the what the weeks because become busier i actually miss out i actually look forward to those weeks and when we train together one thing happens <coughs> she's constantly watching the physical state i am in and i'm constantly watching the physical state she is in um we can be each other's critique and we can be each other's um mentors because what happens is your trainer is giving you always ways to improve and be efficient but the trainer or your physical self nobody is around what you're eating how much are you sleeping nobody knows it that more than your wife or your partner right so Absolutely. so then when say suppose i'm doing chests one morning um and i'm doing chests and back she will say that you know if you've got another if you if you're driving 6 7 hours this week uh get your back stronger do your backs at least three times a little bit more than your chest and arms um if you're not driving and you're going to sit in a uh this week is going to be all about meetings and attending then ensure you do your hands your mobility is far more because you know this week is going to be very stationary positions so i right. i'd say the same to her because when she is shooting for hours and standing in front of those fog lights and uh, not taking a break and standing for hours i said ensure you do your leg legs well because this week is going to apparently going to be very hectic for you so these little nuances help when you train together now you being the tech guy we have to get your perspective on what technology is doing to the sports and fitness landscape not only fitness both sports and fitness uh, but today sports connected sports is becoming omnipresent uh what's the benefit what do you see is the upside uh, are there any downsides in this and being the ethical ai uh custodian what are your recommendations and what should one be wary of and how does one leverage this huge opportunity that has come up what my observations is which you can't do any of this without your device the the start point is your device now how accurate is your device let's put it that way all the native capabilities whether your pulse rate oxygen rate and during covid times it is become evident that your device plays a big part in your life as well um identifying your heart rate um identifying your oxygen levels 
identifying your pressure levels. At the end of the day, if you have these three as a baseline parameter to achieve, because these, if are pushed in the betterment model, what will lead is anyway a uh, 30 to 40 percent of your fitness regime. Example, if I am pushing my heart rate to slow down and excessively exercising, that means my breathing is far more controlled. Absolutely. If I am walking 10,000 steps, which every, every smart platform will give you a start for, it's actually science and data behind it because 10,000 steps, normal people don't walk a day. We follow matrices constantly at workplace. Our life revolves around matrices. Then why won't we follow matrices when it comes to the health of our body? So a matrix of your heart rate is important. Matrix of your fat content is important. Matrix of your muscle mass is important. And matrix of your headspace is also important, but that's the problem statement. You can't have a matrix for your headspace. How do you define a matrix for being happy, right? But if you constantly are not stressed and obsessed about achieving one needle in your life, you will be stress-free. If you are able to train after a 12-hour long day and then go back home and watch an episode of The Last Dance, that means you can switch off. That means in the morning, I, I am having a walk, but I have Coldplay or Arijit Singh on my head, means I have switched off. I am not worried about the board meeting deck I have to present in the next few hours. You have to take every day, every few hours as it is. You cannot afford to overthink. What people do is everything they become a little obsessed about and they overthink. So parameters, I follow very simple things in life. I have matrices in my family life. I have matrices in my workspace. I need matrices for my body. Now, many platforms give me. I also keep on experimenting all of those names. A decent IoT device, and I'm not talking about smartwatches, a decent IoT device to keep measure of your daily health routine, whether it's a decent app to maintain your diet, whether it's a decent smart app with your phone or with a smartwatch to keep matrices cognizant of your week, month, quarter, is my simple way to keep it. And technology, you can't do anything without technology because ultimately it will come back to that device and the device runs the world today. The device on the palm of our hands runs the world today, runs at least four and a half billion people's lives amid 7.7 .7 billion in the planet. Um, will, it become a, will it become a part of life? I think it's already starting to become. People in the mountains breathe fresh air. Their lifespans are far higher than people in the concrete jungles like we live in. So it's a balance. Technology will help, but some people don't need tech. I just came back from a holiday where there is no 4G, 3G services barring pockets. They are breathing far more fresh air than I have ever breathed in the last few years. And they're doing it every day. And it relaxes your mind yes. far more. Yes, you mentioned metrics. Now the question is, metrics are great when you keep your KPIs under check, but there's this chase metrics phenomenon which one has seen with this community growing up. There are dashboards 
and people are going against their body's capability or the requirements to chase that force. Now we have the dashboard pressure that somebody's done 10 kilometers of cycling, I need to do 100. There are people chasing dashboards like that's the only thing uh, which needs to be done. So you're benchmarking yourself against uh, an ecosystem there which you're not aware of. That's no, dangerous. I, I, I completely agree. Uh, but there are two ways to look at it. Are you preparing for a are you preparing for a marathon? Example. Then you need to have that sort of a regime. Are you preparing for a cyclothon? Then you need to have that sort of a regime. But you can't, people's bodies will give up. You can't do 365 days. You know, I, I, I speak to many bodybuilders um, I've come across in the recent past. Um, when they are training for an event, they go through all the madness of not even drinking water in the last 48 hours to keep their body lean. But that is not sustainable. I mean, they'll die. I mean, if you don't drink water for seven days, you will die. If you keep on cycling for three three days every week, 52 weeks, you will pass away. It's, it's as simple as that. Because every human being's physical construct is different from the other. If I have to compete, see, Rubes, you, 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 yes. you're a marathon runner. You are one of the most fittest individuals I know. I can't be at your speed. I have to know my limitation. I am not running to become a professional sportsman at this age. And bulk of Indians are not because professional athletes have a different life. Their regime is different. Their food habits are different. They're looked after. Even if I take a film star, you know, if somebody like Hrithik Roshan is training for war, Hrithik Roshan had become obese. He himself self-confessed. And Hrithik Roshan will not have that regime after the shooting of war. He will go back to a normal life. He's also a father of two kids. You cannot have obsession more than two to three weeks unless and until you prepare for an event. And these dashboards are doing only the ulta. What the dashboards are doing is creating an unhealthy atmosphere amongst non-professional athletes who have never touched a barbell or a dumbbell or hit a gym in the last 25, 30 years of their life. I mean, the problem is our bodies are different. Our grooming systems are different. So these dashboards are unhealthy. I think you should know what you need. The bigger challenge with us is we know a lot of people in, in the world today don't know what they are. They don't know their body that well. They don't know the strengths of their body that well, neither their weaknesses. They're, they're chasing peer dreams just to be part of that construct, just, Community, just to be yeah. part of a conversation where I actually have more conversations with my close set of friends and myself more than I have on any community and dashboards. It's just the way people should think. You will see it stabilizing because they'll start impacting their health. They'll suddenly stop. Some fitness tricks and insights from you being in the professional fraternity and how it helped you tied over the last six months and maybe the few more months uh, in an arena where access to fitness and your kind of lockdown, how do you continue with your mental and physical fitness? So, some, I actually uh, am a very big proponent of free weights and free hand. Um, I suggest people start doing push-ups and base sit-ups. I started groups when I was 141 kgs. I said to myself, when I left professional sports, I used to do 100 push-ups in two sets. I said, I will get back to that. And today, I, I have been able to get to 80 push-ups in two sets, and I know I'll touch 100 shortly in two sets and then my challenge would be to do 75 in one set but for that five years of work was behind um, 
push-ups and some free weights are important. There are many apps. There are many YouTube videos by professional great athletes. 30 minutes of push-ups and free weights is important, but three things are important. Your breathing has to normalize. And to have your breathing normalized, there are many exercises. There's yoga. I'm not even going to the path of yoga. There are many exercises to normalize your breathing. Second, your legs. Your legs are fundamentally and your hands fundamentally run your life. Your, do basic leg exercises. Do basic hand exercises and shoulder. Shoulders actually don't play a big part in our lives if you're a working professional. But your hands do play a part. Your legs do play a part. And your back and core. So there are, there are a handful of five things. If you, if you do these five body parts and do 30 minutes, 30 minutes, four to five times a week, and 30 minutes we always have for anything. 30 minutes all of us have. What I ended up doing during all of COVID was building so many things during COVID at my workplace. I needed to breathe. Because this virtual talking, this virtual teams and Zooms and hangouts of the world play a big part if you're using a headphone all the time. And you can't afford to be on a constant machine speaker mode. Headphones help you, right? And you can't have headphones for hours and hours. So I was, my head was getting jammed. As soon as I, even I, what I ended up doing was 15 minutes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon between, between 4 and 5, sometimes before going to bed, I ended up splitting and exercising much, much more in a better regime than pre-COVID era. Um, what it allowed me to do is, um, of course, I used, was just training with my trainer through uh, video chat anyway. What it allowed me to do is have a mental balance where I would say I was going to, uh, and I was evangelizing this to everybody in my workplace, my friends and family. You just have to take it one day at a time. You doesn't matter. We just have to take one day at a time. If I am not fit, I am not able to run anything. Forget work. I'm not able to run my family. So mental and physical fitness are joined. I annoy also one thing I, I would suggest my listeners is if you exercise, by default, your day goes well because you're in a, in a very, very happy state. Scientifically, apparently, people say your oxygen levels are flowing. Your blood, cir blood circulation is far higher and your breathing energy levels are zooming up. I mean, the beauty is... People like you and me exercise and get more energy and people don't understand this world. I said, you're training and you should be tired. But I said, I said, no, my day goes with far more energy and you know how hyperactive I am. Um, yes. My energy levels are far higher when I exercise. My thinking process, my thought process of clarity, my creative part of my head has got lots to do. Um, you will be default happier. So Shavik, uh, technology isn't disrupting fitness, it's redefining it. We agree to that. The future of fitness will bring about a more complex ecosystem. You and I know uh, from an omni-access, whether it's a home, gym, uh, wherever you are, anytime, anywhere, fitness. Now technology today is now enabling the magic of sports is fitness to come alive. Uh, and like we say, the goal of fitness is always to keep moving. So Shavik, uh, please don't stop spinning. Uh, and uh, this is Ruben J. Pandian and I'm fit. Yeah, and Rubes, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure as always. And um, what I also want to say to our listeners that follow the channel. And um, yes, the mantra of I am fit remains in my heart and head. Aspiration to be I am fit always is there. And uh, I just hope that the ecosystem uh, turns up with the hashtag I am fit um, going forward. 
and I hope I am fit becomes a, a hashtag to be followed across the country in the months years to come. So as always, a pleasure to speak to you.